welcome to uh, the latest episode of the Nine Hertz podcast. It's uh, new release Monday again, uh, and we've got nine tracks to play you uh, that we've picked from either submissions or stuff we sort of found through Bandcamp. So, hope you enjoy. Um, we open with a band called Sapankra, um, and we've just been discussing this off air. So, um, Pete tells me that they've been going since about the year two thousand, which is mad. I can't believe they've been going that long because they sound brand new to these ears. So. Um, yeah, that was um, off their new uh, release called uh, The Dream Is Dead, and that's the title track. Really interesting, and I, I sort of came um, across this from, uh, I'm on a sort of like Spotify um, monthly playlist group, and sometimes there's some real gems in there, and, and someone just put this on the list, and it really sort of struck me. So that's, that's yeah, I bought a cassette straight away. Uh, what did you make of this one, Pete? It's quite um, straight up, I thought. Yeah, it, I, I liked it. It's kind of not necessarily my thing, but I did like it. I, you know, like I say, when I was, I looked them up a bit when you sent this through, and they had been going for a while. And it, apparently, they kind of got a sort of folk metal background. So, from you know, compared oh, to that, yeah. I, I, you know, I, maybe where I was reading was wrong, but um, you know, that's definitely not my area. So, compared to you know what I thought <laughs> I was, you know, getting to before I press play, then yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. So, what you know, from your point of view, then what was it? What, you know, what is it you like about it? I think the vocals and um, the kind of unrelenting drums on here. Um, I think the guy who uh, put it on the list uh, is called Gareth, and he um, he usually puts up sort of death metal and sort of melodic sort of stuff. Now you say there's a folk metal past to this band, I can actually hear that. Right. There is that kind of like that that rhythm and that kind of spirit behind it, maybe and. I just I found it really raw. I mean, I can't believe this band have been going that long. It's, this sounds like a demo, you know, like a really good demo. Mm. So um, it's impressive. Yeah, it's to, you know, yeah, I mean, it's impressive to keep, well, to keep, to, you know, still be a band at this point, but also to still kind of be impressing and you know finding new fans. I guess definitely. I mean, um, I'd never heard of them. They're from from Turkey, apparently. So um, I don't know if they'll have crossed um, sort of play here a few times or, or what, but. Um, yeah, really, really interesting stuff, um, and uh, I think the, the tape is now sold out. So um, yeah, that's that's quite impressive. Hundred tapes, um, although that isn't quite that isn't actually very surprising these days because I feel like every cassette release sells out instantly these days. It's, it's kind of <laughs> like um, a little keepsake, I think, for for sort of buying digital stuff. Maybe these days. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so um, we've we've been sort of playing quite heavy stuff really um, the last few new release podcasts, and I don't think that's really changed um, for this one. Um, the next track you're gonna play, well, we're gonna play. It's quite. I have to say, this one's really unusual. So Pete's picked a band called Rough Magic, <laughs> um, and they're from South Africa. What? How did you come across this one? It's absolutely crazy. It is, I've followed Rough Magic for a long time. They've um, well. I don't think they've been around that long, but they've put a lot of releases out. They seem, you know, they seem to put one, you know, a couple out a year. It seems with the EPs and things like that. And they've always had this um, kind of Queens of the Stone Age, uh, kind of fun garage rock, stoner rock, uh, you know, vibe to them. And you kind of always listen to them. They were always a bit of fun. Um, and without meaning this in any negative way, I kind of then, you know, I. I I listen to it, listen to the new release, enjoy it, and then put them down and kind of don't think about them until the next one comes out. Um, but you know, I, I, I don't know how I first heard of them, but um, I, I have listened to them, you know, for a couple of years now. Um, and then, you know, not surprisingly, a new release came out, or at least 
this new song. Uh, it's the first single of an upcoming album, which is uh, now out yet. Um, and the picture on the, you know, the, the kind of, you just expect more of the same, but the picture on the kind of cover, they're all in corpse paint. And then it yeah, just launched. Yeah, that's a takeoff. And that's clearly a takeoff of the Mayhem uh, yes. logo as well on the front. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, they've then, um, and then it just launches into really kind of almost lo-fi black metal for 30 seconds. And you just think, Jesus, what, what, what's happened? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it kind of reminds me of um, Chubby Thunderous Bad Kush Masters. I think that band have possibly got the most amount of mentions on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the least amount of plays. So, um, yeah, just that spirit, that kind of crazy spirit. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, the kind of, the true kind of nature stoner rock does kick in, which just makes it more, uh, you know, weirder and more amazing for it. They've got, it's like the vocals are quite. Uh, Aussie type vocals, a bit like the you know the bands um, like Chevy. Do you remember them? The story, you might know yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, and or there's a band called Fellwoods. It really reminds me of those two. Um, but even then, that you know, it's even it's not just novelty. I kind of really do enjoy this track. It kind of makes me laugh and smile. But also, you know, once the kind of vocals uh, die down again after a couple of minutes, it's just really enjoyable kind of stoner rock song, but with this added black metal intro. You know, brilliantly different. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I put it on expecting kind of like um, a Norwegian um, sort of black metal band from the from the cover, um, and then when it actually kicked in, I, I think I actually said bloody hell a bit too loud at work. Um, <laughs> I was playing it on headphones, so yeah, I think that's an apt kind of um, reaction to, to this music, but I can't wait to hear what the rest of the record sounds like. If they've actually made this the cover, I'm not sure if this is just a single, yes. or whether it's just going to be like... The actual album's gonna look like this as well, but yeah. Oh, I mean, if it, it sounds a similar fate. Yeah, if it sounds like this all the way through, it'll be, it'll be kind of, you know, glorious. I recommend like going back through the catalog. You know, it's it's quite, you know, it's it's all kind of good stuff. You know, it's, um, and it's all accessible. It's all there on Bandcamp. I think it's all kind of name your own price as well. But, um, but yeah, be interested to see whether this is just a one-off for the album or, or like you know, this is the way they're going for a while. Absolutely. I think um, I'm going to have to delve through the back catalogue now as well. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. Well, let's just this. This is uh, Schizophrenic by Rough Magic.
body void now and we've reviewed this band in the past and we, we were sort of weren't doing the podcast at the time but I definitely would have played a track off their last record um, I Live in a Burning House um, this one um, I'd say it's even more um, dense and, and harsh and, and strange um, so this is a new EP just, just two songs but they're 20 minutes each and it's called You All Know The Fear You Forced Upon Us and just, just sort of like a side note like so this band kind of fight for um, a lot of uh, minorities and, and kind of the oppressed and I think Pete you were saying it kind of it pushes um, that kind of oppression straight into the music. It's it's all, all about kind of. I mean, the first song is called "Die Off" and it's got <laughs> lyrics about rape and you know suffering and you know blame and how how it's still very unfair as a situation. So I think it's quite interesting. And we've picked the second song, "Fascist Cancer," not because of the lyrics, just because. I mean, it, this one's a bit faster than the last record. Did you find that, Pete? Did you remember the list of the last one? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I, I kind of. I think you reviewed the last one, and I reviewed the first one. So, the, I mean, this being the third, so um, it's been interesting to see kind of them evolve, if you can say that about them. I think evolve it just got kind of more more oppressive and and kind of longer songs. Probably see is the trajectory. Um, but yeah, they've, they've kind of obviously got their head screwed on with, you know, and it's the type of band you want to follow and you want to kind of support and like, um, but in terms of kind of that message, which you can read about, but also just the music, so, you know, incredible. And I had this song on today um, and because, you know, I've recently reviewed the album and it's just for, for what is, I kind of alluded to in the review, for what is a 20 minute song, 20 minute, you know, kind of, um, extreme doom song you kind of expect you know six of those minutes to be the intro yeah. <laughs> and you know, of, of kind of noise and you know and creeping sort of uh, rumbling bass but it's straight out there it's like a grind song to begin with and then just i mean it does slow i mean sure. it does kind of slow to this you know just um sort of gigantic you know like plodding not plodding you know i was saying plodding is a negative word but you know what i mean like this whole kind of um such a slow rotating uh, riff, but yeah, it, it, it incorporates that story. I mean, to sort of confound right from the beginning, um, it's just you know, it's what makes them stand out from other bands doing these huge, you know, massive doom tracks. Absolutely, and I mean, I think that's a good point. I mean, we hear so many bands who play a, a long, drawn out intro, and then it it turns out they're just going to crack into an overdriven version of that riff, and it's kind of very predictable. I mean, sometimes you want that. Sometimes that's kind yeah. of what you're looking for with Doom and and the kind of music we do listen to and do play on here. But when you hear a band kind of um, not progressive kind of approach, but like just working on it a little bit more and, and kind of coming up with an aesthetic and a, a kind of feeling, I think that's, that's what Body Void do in spades. And I think they're probably going to be one of those bands that... <sighs> You know, transcend that kind of doom tag a bit like the body, just to sort of um, mm. bring them up. I mean, um, I think they're a two piece as well, um, and just that, just bringing something new and something like it's it's always been a harsh genre. It's always dealt with quite dark themes, and um, you know, it's got tropes that you know we definitely um, sort of have noticed over the last ten or fifteen years of running the website and, and reviewing this kind of thing, but. When you when you come across something like this, it, it kind of makes you jump and 
makes you really think, wait a minute, there's probably a little bit more that, that can be wrung out of this genre. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of, you know, where we are now with kind of doom as, you know, as big as it is, you know, in our country and internationally, you know, doom in its current state, which is, you know, way different from when it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. But, you know, it, it is this massive genre. It's, it's, you know, it's up there with the all of the kind of other extreme metal genres. And it needs that vitalization. It needs kind of um, new avenues and, you know, pushes at the extremities and, different messages absolutely so for but you know then this band you know they're, they're like that you know you can point to similar bands but they've got something something different and it is you know it is vital <laughs> whatever the word is yeah. yeah i mean um i have to say um the the artwork is incredible and it was kind of they've kind of followed a theme with all of their releases so far i mean um the last album had this kind of black and white um sort of figure on it and and so is this one and I think the first record mm -hmm. had one as well, so they're yeah, definitely yeah. sort of following a, a pre-kind of planned out um, aesthetic as well. So I can I can appreciate that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think this is on Dry Cough Records. Um, if you want to buy the uh, record, um, the CDs on uh, a label called um, Seeing Red, but you can actually buy it from their Bandcamp digitally for about five dollars. So plenty of options there. Um, stick them some money. Um, it's awesome. So this is um, off their new EP, You Will Know the Fear You Force Upon Us, and this is Fascist Cancer. <laughs> Um, an excerpt from uh, a 20 minute uh, epic from uh, Body Void um, we're going to sort of um, speed things up a little bit with this next one so uh, Pete this is your pick uh, a band called Grim Existence yes um, a band I only just heard of this week oh, but right, okay. enjoyed of you know enjoyed a lot I'd, I'd probably come across a name but it's, it's 
without this being a negative, it's one of them names you can kind of get mixed up with others, uh, like Dead Existence, for example. Um, yeah, I, that's what I yeah. thought immediately. <laughs> yes, I'm sure there's... Oh, and Grim Ravine and, you know, anyway. Um, then they came, across, they came across them twice this week. So first of all, I kind of saw they were touring with Herd Mover, who we've reviewed before and oh, kind of enjoyed. Yes. Um, and the other is uh, we got their EP through for review. So, um, so through that list of them um, and enjoyed this track a lot really you know really good it's not what i was expecting completely but it's kind of a bit more uh deathy than i was expecting a hardcore thing but it's, it's a lot more deathy than i thought but you know all the better for it yeah i mean i was expecting um something a bit sort of uh more black metal and grim. Uh, right. but it's actually quite fun isn't it yeah funny what you I know like, that's what I like. Pre, you know preconceptions based on nothing yet we both had two different ones you know and we've yeah both come across them for the first time this week but there you go um we all do it and but yeah really good i kind of really enjoy this you know the middle section's kind of real um you know deathy hardcore sort of thing going on and um i, I kind of just I've, I've listened to it a lot actually i've listened to it you know several times since See, I'm wondering whether this band have been one of those that have kind of gone away for a little bit and come back because their first um, album was 2014, right? And they haven't done anything since. So, yeah, you kind of wonder: is this like a side project of another band, or is it kind of a, you know, they didn't have time for a while or something like that? Mm. Who knows? Yeah, I'm sure know. yeah, one thing about the EP I've noticed is it's a three-track EP. Um, the first track's uh, just called Intro and is an intro track and lasts longer than the track we're about to play. So, uh, it, you know, it's, yeah. it's short and sweet. Yeah, I think that's all we can really say about this. Um, yeah, should we just play it? It's, um, yeah, it's dead good. And actually, it's on uh, Pay What You Want as well. So, uh, grimexistence.bandcamp.com. Um, yeah, this track's called Expansion of Reality.
was uh, Grim Existence. Um, we're going to talk about one-man black metal uh, projects now because it's it's something that we've encountered quite a lot of in the last, I don't know, five or six years maybe. Is that right? Uh, longer, probably. Longer, probably, yeah. I mean, um, not that there's anything wrong with being in a one-man black metal band. It's just we hear a lot of bad ones. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, people who hear bands like... We're going to play a Leviathan track, basically. Um, so, like, people who hear Leviathan, Zather, or, you know, whoever whoever it may be, and, and think, I can do that. Um, most of the time, they, you can't. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it, it's... The, the quality is either incredible or just really bad i don't think there's any kind of middle ground uh, well oh, i just thought what's that um what's that band with a guy on holiday that we got um on oh the cover God. last year yeah he's done really remember. well from like being a one man oh he got slagged off for that for that album cover but i can't remember i know what you mean but he got slagged off loads uh for you know in in, in the scene and oh, like decibel magazine Sun. banner yeah yeah Decibel magazine ran a, an article about how it was uh, not true and not, you know, not quite. And I thought, you know, I lost a lot of respect for him for that. But yeah, another example. Yeah. So um, Leviathan, he seems to have um, released two albums on the same day, or you know, very mm-hmm. sort of like close to each other. So, um, so the one we're talking about is Unfalling Fall into Naught by um, by Leviathan, and uh, we're going to play. Um, I, I picked one of the kind of more raging ones, really, off this, but the whole thing's quite dense and um, sounds really good to me. Um, it's very basic, very stripped back, but that's that's his style, I guess. But it just kind of... It's one of those kind of cataclysmic ones that draws you in and makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. But this this one's one of the more kind of... Reminds me of the Norwegian wave of black metal um, rather than the American sort of stuff that's uh, followed. Um, what did you make of this one, Peter? I know you've listened to um, both of these albums in the last week or so. Yes, yeah. Can it took me a while with this song and, and work with the album? But, you know, I think I need more time in it anyway. I think you know, two albums together is quite a lot to take in. This track, you know, because you picked it, I kind of was there playing it, and it's it's it is quite stark and raw, and uh, the drums are kind of real relentless. You know, all things you expect, but really kind of um, stripped back. But then something about it. Um, I think it was about three, four minutes in. Um, There's this, some element to it suddenly um, developed, and I found myself lost to it. Really, we really engaged with it. Um, almost hypnotic about it. I don't know what it was. It, I don't know. It's just the kind of movement of it. And that's that's the kind of. I think that's where the skill of uh, Leviathan over you know many of the peers and many of the one man metal bands. It kind of shows that he has got a real kind of um, skilling. You know, just drawing out what are the base templates of black metal and creating something uh, that stands out. Absolutely. And um, I think I read about him um, during the week and I just kind of noticed he, he says that he favours the drums over every other instrument. And I really think you can hear that on this record. It's, it's relentless. It doesn't stop. Like the, um, the percussion is just, it's fast, but it's kind of sloppy, willfully sloppy. You know, that kind of black metal... Um, trope that you sometimes get, but it, it yeah, it just sounds all the better for it. I think mm. um, really interesting. I think I don't think I've even broken through with this one record, let alone the other one. Um, the other one's called um, the first sub level of suicide, so I can't wait to hear what <laughs> what the hell's on that one. Um, <laughs> frankly, so yeah, really interesting. Um, we'll let the listeners decide whether they um, 
sort of agree with us. So uh, this is another sip of fear.
So we're going from the um, the, the dark grimness of um, Leviathan um, straight into something a bit more fun, aren't we, Pete? So this is Oozing Wound. Yes, uh, and it's a lot of fun, as ever. Um, and the, a band that kind of sounds like no one else. Yeah, absolutely. I think they've always been unique. Um, been going quite a while now, though, huh? I think so, yeah. I, I mean, I've known about them for a while. I'm not sure how far they do go back, but yeah, they've kind of, it, the the sound, you know, this uh, the new album's out. Um, it's out uh, kind of mid-March. It's already out by the time this has come out. Um, and it's, it's, you know, continuation of all the kind of great stuff they do. And they've kind of, it is fun. It, although if you read the kind of, even just the song titles, it sounds like the uh, pissed off rants of a, middle-aged angry man sort of ranting at kids and things which is you know makes me laugh in itself uh this one being surrounded by fucking idiots but there's also like uh, birth of a flat earther and um <laughs> tween shitbag um and then these you know <laughs> all that that's kind of the vibe you get from him but it's you know it's all it's all fun but but the music's it's fantastic there's a real you know i, I always in, in this album and this song i hear kind of the melvins a lot but mixed with I don't know, they're kind of, you know, Melvin's doing thrash or, you know, the thrash of, you know, someone like Toxic Holocaust or, you know, this kind of the modern uh, thrash um, or uh, noise rock and punk and all that stuck together. And uh, that's what makes them sound so amazing and so different. Yeah. And I think this one, um, I've just, I've read about it earlier on and it's um, Steve Albini and you can kind of tell a little bit. Yes. Um, it just sounds really good. Um probably from that sort of influence. But yeah, I think whenever I've dipped into one of their albums, um, I know Joe from Kurakuma's a big fan. Um, they're always doing something different. And I think that's what the appeal is here. There's, there's not, like you say, there's not a band that sounds like this that's out there really. Mm. And they're the bands you want to champion. Absolutely. Um, they're one of those ones that I've always wanted to catch live as well, because I imagine it's just insane to watch. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know if they've been over, to be honest. They have. Um, they have. I miss. I miss them. Uh, they mm. played. They played Sheffield as well. It was something like they were, it was on my birthday, and I had prayer engagement, something like that. Maybe 2017, I guess. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I, I think they're back over. In fact. Uh, they're coming over anytime soon. If, I'll, what, if you talk for a minute, I'll find out when that is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, live research people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know they're playing Leeds. Anyway, I think they're playing um, uh, Broodnell. Oh, fantastic. That'll be a really good one. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the album's called High Anxiety, uh, out now, and, you know, the crazy artwork as ever. Um, yeah, so they're playing uh, Leeds at the Brudenell Social Club and at the Black Art in London. That's 30th of March and 1st of April. I'm, I'm not sure if there's any more dates than that. Both dates with uh, Gold, who uh, you know we we both love. Ah, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, great stuff. Okay, um, well, we'll play this track. Um, if people like it, then, yeah, it's on uh, Thrill Jockey, I think. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. 
We're going to talk about uh, a band called Superlinks now. Um, I've not come across these before, and um, Pete, this is another one of your picks this week. Um, how did you come across this one? Because this is pretty special. Yes, it's uh, a game through for review. Uh, and I similarly hadn't heard them before, but uh, I was quite taken with it, really. Uh, the, it's, it's a, you know, that kind of proto-doom, female vocals. Um, it sounds like, you know, a lot of those bands um, from, you know, from the same genre. But, but, you know, I've got a lot of time for that. that that's not necessarily a negative. But, you know, whether it's like Jexthoth or um, Mesa or, you know, there's loads of these, lots of these bands out there. And kind of, as long as they've got a, you know, a bit of an angle on it. I'm, I'm, you know, I kind of enjoy it quite a lot. And Superlinks, for the majority of the album, um, do have something different about it. I think I wrote about it in the review that it, it, where the, where it's kind of just straight up this, you know, that that kind of formula. I was less taken with it, but this track in particular gives it. You know, they've, they've got this almost spiritual um, element to it. I can't quite put my finger on it. Have you listened to it? What do you think? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, to me, it sounded like um, a more chilled out Kylisa, like right. the drum patterns and, um, you know, Time Will, Time Will Fuse It's Worth, I think, is the album where they've got two drummers and it sounds at points like this has as well. Yeah, they're, they're, I like um, that. Yeah. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, just like, you know, like the sort of more relaxed parts of Kylisa when they aren't going at it full throttle, mm. this is kind of what it sounds like when it slows down and her vocals in particular... Um, I thought were a lot like um, like the singer from Kylisa as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah. There's there's kind of like like you say. There's almost like two um, influences here. So there's like like that proto doom thing, that kind of classic kind of sound. But there's also a bit of uh, passion behind it and a bit of kind of um, grittiness there as well. That like you say, it's quite it lifts it lifts it up beyond just kind of another band that sound like that. Yes, there is a bit. I mean, obviously, there's you know, like it's a, yeah, a bit of a gothic air about it. But also, just I don't know if it's just me, but you know, the um, the, the the early start, early part of it reminds me of the the long introduction to um, Richard Dawson's vile stuff. Weirdly, I don't, I don't. It's just in the a couple of inflections, and that's just me, and that's probably a complete off kill. Well, it is. You know, it's don't take that as a comparison, but. I just hear no, something in it, it, like yeah, yeah. And anyway, that, yeah, I kind of really like it. Particularly this track, I really, really kind of fell for it. Yeah, I think um, there's definitely a bit of folky um, stuff in there, like un underneath. Mm. But I think you kind of get that from a lot of bands from that it, like area. Really, um, they're quite romantic and they're quite sort of um, these all of their roots in, in their music as well. So I, I absolutely can see that. Yeah, mm. definitely. So um, this is off an album called New Moon, um, but I'm going to actually have to go back and listen to the rest of this. Look like they've got loads and loads of stuff out and it looks like they get quite a lot as well. So yeah, I'm quite, quite sort of taken with this band. Um, should we listen to this one?
called New Moon by Superlinks. Um, we're going to go into something that's um, completely different, I'd say. Um, a, um, I think it's almost like a collective. This is a Waste of Space Orchestra we're going to talk about. So this is another uh, pick from you, Pete. How did you come across this one? It, it's, um, it, it is a collaboration. It's a collaboration of Aranzi Pazuzu and Dark Butter Orchestra. Um, two bands... Yeah, oh yeah combination <laughs> yeah two kind of out there Finnish bands you know who you know kind of have um doom black metal uh, but all within this you know dense psychedelic outlook around the Pazuzu kind of we both kind of love and have this sound like nobody else and, and Dark Butter Rising the band I've come across in the last year uh, particularly they've you know that they kind of have that real um almost like neurosis with family mark sound so to hear they they did this and this came from um they were it was a curated set for roadburn uh yeah maybe 2017 i think or year before year after i can't remember and they were asked to come together record some music uh and then subsequently have gone into the studio and, and developed that into this full album um which is out uh, the start of April, I believe. I just reviewed it until the review will come out in the next uh, couple of weeks, I think. The, you know, for most bands in this situation or most projects, I, I wouldn't necessarily hold that much hope for. I think if I was there at Robin at the time, no matter who it was, it's one of those real kind of intriguing things. But, you know, like listening on record, you sometimes think it's a, it's a one-off, you know, they haven't spent ages writing it. You know, it's not in the theme of a band you love and it's just kind of a bit of a, not a gimmick but you know what I mean that type of thing where it's not necessarily relevant to you unless you were there at the time it's you know and, and if you were it's a document if not it's kind of a bit of a curiosity only but for bands such as Aranzi and for um, Dark Butter Rising the kind of experimentalism is within their DNA and therefore if it's going to work for anyone it was going to work for them and having listed the whole album it, it does it sounds yeah it sounds like you know an incredible album by you know, if this was a complete new band, you just you'd think this was, you know, you know, like for a debut, you'd be kind of shouting for the rooftops, and it's you know, it's up there with a particular, you know, some of the tracks do, you know, you really get the the sound of one or the other of the bands, and the way they've done it is quite an interesting in that they've they've given some track. I think there's three different vocalists from across the two bands mm. in this recording playing different parts in the storyline, as it were, but then that gives a a narrative through the album. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, some tracks sound more like Aranzi, some more like Dapwood Rising, and but then others are um, it's a complete mishmash and sounds unique altogether. So it makes for a really interesting listen, makes for a fantastic listen. And uh, this track is Seeker's Reflection. It's the most, it's the one that sounds most like Aranzi Pursuit. I've got to admit, yeah. um, it's more, more straight up. But that's you know, that's not a bad thing. Obviously, that's you know, the kind of one of my favourite bands. So. Um, and it's got a real, it's got that, you know, weird and, uh, a, you know, off kilter, um, unsteady sound to it within a loose black metal sound, but real kind of um, spacey psych out there as well. More so than on, you know, when it's just them. Yeah. Brilliant. All, the, all of it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, I'm going to have to like listen to the whole album now. Obviously, they've only made this one track that we're going to play available on the Bandcamp so far, and you can pre-order yes. the album. Uh, but obviously we've been sent it on um, review, so we'll um, be able to take yes. a little bit of a sneak peek at <laughs> it before it comes out. I really hope they come back together and do this in the UK. I can see it happening at like Supersonic or 
yeah. something like that, just to sort of, you know, um, give the UK fans a treat. Obviously, most of the people I've seen who go to Roadburn um, report just it being like the UK um, contingent is quite high. So a lot of people will have seen this anyway. Um, but yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, just for them from the one track, so I can't wait to hear the rest. Um, I think we're just going to play this. So um, this is going to be called Seeker's Reflection, and it's from the album Synthiosis by Waste of Space Orchestra.
So we're going to end uh, today's Nine Hertz podcast with the excellent Blind Monarch from Sheffield. I mean, uh, we've had two members on the podcast already, so uh, we might be accused of uh, bias here. But I think um, in this case, when the music's this good, you have to kind of celebrate it. So, um, yeah, this is the only track they've released so far off their uh, debut album. I mean, they came out with a demo um, last year or the year before. Um, so, yeah, they've got a epic album that we've we've managed to have a little bit of a listen to before it's um, come out. Um, and the album's called What Is Imposed Must Be Endured. Um, to be honest, like, uh, describing this band, you could kind of fall into very easy tropes, but I think... Um, they're unique without breaking masses of ground. I think that's a good way to put it, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, if you kind of, you're going to say what they sound like, that you would reel off a few, you know, band like, and say, you know, let's, let's go with Burning Witch, for example. Yeah, great. Or something yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know, you know, I do wonder whether, you know, like this kind of, they're local, you know, Nine Nets is a Sheffield webzine primarily, you know, yeah. and... Therefore, we're proud of a band from our town, and and obviously we see them a lot as well. But, but I think really there's <laughs> yes, yeah. I, and yeah, well, yeah, I think that that's for one. But also, you know, I think there's there is more to them. I think they they have not that you know they they, they could be played up straight up and we'd be happy. But then they've got something else, and I can't quite put my finger on it. And it is more than just you know local favour. You know, as much as we mm. would do anyway. I mean, this sounds amazing. They recorded it in a church. Um, a, a rainy sort of day um, last year um, what I'd say is like I think they've captured what they do live because um, Lee plays in quite an unorthodox way for a, a doom drummer, he doesn't just play like here's, here's me um, smashing the cymbals, here's me building up to smashing the cymbals, here's you know what normal doom drummers are expected to do and there's a little bit of a, a tension to them playing live that I don't think you get with other Doom bands as well. So they're kind of always on a bit of a knife edge. And when it mm. crashes in, it's something else. It's like, I, I don't really know how... Again, like you've said, it's quite hard to pinpoint, but there is something a bit kind of feral to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously Lee's, you know, uh, our friend as well. So it's, again, it's hard to talk about, but from a drummer's point of view, that it's, you know, from the bands he's been in... Um, just, I, I kind of never can quite understand how he does what he does, you know, from whether that's in his hardcore bands or, you know, like out there, you know, like um, Kevorkian Solution or in the, you know, the the death metal of John Formica or, you know, to this, it's, it's always going to, he's not going to kind of play it straight, you know, from the from the genre and they'll benefit from that. But as of the whole the whole band, you're right, kind of live, which we, we get to experience quite a lot is... Um, there really, you know, it really is an experience. Yeah, I mean, we're going to um, see them uh, by the time this podcast is out. It'll have been the weekend, so we'll have seen them over the weekend. But I, I imagine they're going to upstage the um, headliners, the Russian headliners. But we'll see. Um, I mean, I, I always like watching this band. I mean, I think it's been maybe three or four times, and it's always um, a slightly unnerving watch, and uh, you know, very intense watch as well it's it's kind of you can't take this band very lightly yes yes yeah. you're all in the key yeah it's all in or nothing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah um mate you know it's it's really cool they're on um black bow records which is conan's label um uh john davis and um i think 
that'll only sort of um, do them good. I mean, obviously, someone else has spotted how good they are, and um, we'll probably see a bit of a tour this year. Uh, I know they went out for a week with Kurakuma um, very recently, but I think their ambitions are to sort of get out there a little bit more. Um, if you get the chance, go and see them. Um, they're likely to be playing, um, you know, DIY or sort of um, sort of flea pit near you very soon. So um, yeah, keep an eye out on them. Um, it's um, blindmonarch.bandcamp.com if you want to listen to it. You can pre-order the uh, CD. I think the tape is. Um, sold out but yeah you can still uh, grab the CD version here uh, I think it was too long for vinyl I think that's what they've told me <laughs> so uh, yeah we're going to play the track that you can listen to now on Bandcamp uh, which is My Mother, My Cradle, My Tomb <laughs> 